Hello and welcome to episode seven. I am excited to kick us off with a client win. My husband took me four-wheeling on the huge property he grew up on. I was fun and light and listened to him. He told me stories I had never heard, showed me where he killed his first deer, etc. Very connecting. Yay for emotional safety. Yay, Chloe. I Your commitment to the intimacy skills and to your walk with God is so inspiring. And as you know, I just see you as so fun and so light and you're inspiring me uh, to do my happy dance. So um, thank you, Chloe, for this contribution. And um, just so excited to be on this journey with you. So shout out to Chloe. And um, so excited to share this episode with you. An incredible um, interview with my friend Darla, who has such an inspiring story of how the skills helped her surrender to God even more fully. And so I can't wait to share that with you. So let's get into it. If you're a born-again Christian wife and you want to experience joy and abundant life while being a respectful wife, this is your show. My name is Lucy Martin and I'm a licensed therapist in the state of Maine and I'm also a certified relationship coach. I have the marriage of my dreams and I want that for you too. This is the show that's going to help you get there no matter how far gone things are right now. This is about inspiration and how magnetic biblical womanhood can really be. And it's also full of tons of super practical action steps you can take today. So let's dive in and see what God has for us. Every episode, I like to tell a story and give you an invitation to action. So this week, I want to talk to you about something I hear from wives a lot, which is um, he always tries to fix my problems, right? Like women um, often say to men, can you please just listen to me and maybe like validate how I'm feeling? Maybe just empathize. Like, I don't need you to fix it. Um, I was at a women's conference yesterday and somebody said this to me, um, just kind of taking for granted that um, this is something that men should do. Um, and I, she was such a wonderful um, woman. I'm really looking forward to getting to know her better. And um, what was so wonderful was that I was able to share a story and um, she was able to hear a different possibility for herself that might be an even more fun way to interact with her husband. So what I said was that um, I've actually really let go of um, talking to Jesse when I'm looking for that kind of interaction. I uh, tend to go to I um, just my girlfriends and my female family members. I have a lot of girlfriends and female family members I can go to if I just want a listening ear that's going to let me like empty my basket and um, get some empathy, some validation, and um, not try to fix anything. 
With Jesse, I actually um, talk to him when I do have a problem that needs solving, which I have frequently. (laughs) I uh, often ask him what to do. Um, I present to him um, business situations and ask him what to do. I um, ask him what to do about my four-year-old's behavior. Um, So in Laura Doyle circles, we talk about this as, um, can I borrow your brain? And um, Laura teaches it in um, expressing a gratitude first. So saying something like, thank you so much, or what an incredible father you are and how present you are with the kids. And you're always bringing such a valuable perspective to things. And I was just wanting to borrow your brain for a minute and then kind of see if it's a good time for him. And if he gives you the green light, then you can kind of present um, the issue to him. And even better, if you can let him know what your pure desire is. Like, I would love to have more orderly days with Elijah. And um, that's my four-year-old. And he might give me, he he always speaks life into that and gives me some um, really helpful um, solutions. So he's very solution oriented and that's his superpower. So I don't ever ask him to tone that down. I actually celebrate that and make the most of that. Um, he often brings a perspective that's really, um, really a very righteous perspective that is needed. So I hope that's helpful. So my invitation to you is how would it fit for you this week to um, talk to your girlfriends when you need uh, some empathy and validation, and then talk to your husband when you need a problem solved. Let him be your hero and solve your problems. And you can let me know how that's going on um, Facebook or Instagram, and I'd love to. I'd love to hear how it's going for you. the community that is happening at the Contentment Studio, just these incredibly accountable wives that are just um, laughing, crying, and praying together, cheering each other on, championing each other, and it's so exciting. I want you to be part of that community. Um, That's really my wish for you, and to get um, my one-on-one support where I walk you every step of the way from being lonely, overwhelmed, miserable, to um, just feeling um, like you're falling in love with your husband again. Like imagine just feeling excited to see him when he gets home or you pull into the driveway, like when he turns that doorknob handle and that you actually feel like walking over toward him and, and that he gets a smile on his face and you get a natural smile on your face. Like that's what I want to walk you toward and um, through some one-on-one coaching. So I have a really special offer for you that I would love to talk to you about um, that combines one-on-one coaching, uh, the incredible community of accountable wives 
that are at the contentment studio and it's just um, there's unlimited written support there's um, devotional materials that go along with the intimacy skills teaching it's a truly unique offer and i cannot wait to talk to you about it um, there's a link to schedule a call with me to talk about it in the show notes so excited to be interviewing today. Darla is um, my friend and my fellow relationship coach and I'm just so excited to be talking with you about the skills and all they've done for your making your marriage more biblically aligned. So um, let's dive in and start by just uh, you talking about your walk with Jesus. Yeah. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege. Um, my walk with Jesus. So I have, um, I've been a Christian since I've been very, very little. I think it was in third grade. I just realized, hey, I just haven't said the sinner's prayer. So I better say this. Like, I felt like I knew Jesus even before I said the sinner's prayer. Um, I just like, I always loved God and he was always on my heart and I grew up in church and um, yeah, in, like third grade, I just came to the realization that I actually have to ask him into my heart. And so I did that then. And honestly, I mean, ever since then I've been like, I have never strayed, like never, never wanted to, um, never really felt that pulling. Um, I went to Christian school um, up until I graduated from high school and then um, I went to uh, public university. I went to uh, LSU, which is not exactly a Christian university, but you just find your people and, um, and you just, you just, you find people that are like you and people that are going to encourage you. And um, my roommate was a good Christian and we, uh, yeah, we got through <laughs> pretty unscathed there. And um, always just wanted to be in the center of God's perfect will. That was my prayer my whole life and still is. So, yeah, I love Jesus with all my heart. And that, that's beautiful. And um, yeah, I envy you. <laughs> that's not my story. So I, <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, sounds wonderful. So um, tell me about, I think I know a little bit about um, your marriage before the skills and uh, you know, there's that I'll, I'll link in the um, show notes, your episode on Laura Doyle's podcast. Um, but just because this podcast has a little bit of a different perspective, it can be nice to share like from that perspective, like what was your walk like as, as a Christian wife before you found the skills? Yeah. Well, I, I felt like, I felt like my marriage was made in heaven. Um, I always knew that I was, if I was in the center of God's perfect will, and if I were to go to the university he called me to and do the career I wanted that he called me to do, that my husband would evidently be in the same place um, and that I would, I would meet him and, and, and know he was the one. So um, 
I ended up meeting him. Well, I went to, uh, I'm an optometrist. So I went to optometry school in Tennessee. And um, one of the fourth year students, when I was a first year student, invited me to his church. And I, I like, like, um, I like like full gospel kind of on the wild side churches. And, um, and I, and I tried this church and like, I felt like it, it could really be the church I was called to go to. And my husband ended up visiting there from, an, he was visiting from another country, the pastor at that church. And, um, and so it took a few services, but we met and I was like, oh, there's no way this guy could be my husband because he's from another country. So I can just sit back and relax and maybe date a little and there's no pressure and just be myself. And, um, and then God, uh, he really just showed me that he was the one. Um, I had a one-year Bible and I hadn't read it in a long time. And my, my verse for marriage was always, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it because I didn't want to just have a relationship and it just be in vain. I just wanted to build my house, um, the Lord's way. So, um, it was always in the back of my mind. Is this, I can't marry him. Is this who I'm supposed to marry? And, um, and I was just in prayer and I felt God lay on my heart. He said, open your one year Bible to today. And so I found it off the shelf and I opened it and there was the scripture for that day out of the whole year. And, and from that point on, I just, my eyes were open and I had a few other signs that I was supposed to marry him. And, um, and, and I went for it. And so he was from another country. So we had to do the the fiance visa and I had to bring him over and and it's not like we knew each other a short time we knew each other over two years by the time we married but it was kind of back and forth um, we never lived together but um, he would stay at friends houses and things like that and and uh and so um we got married and I thought you know if every I mean I saved myself for him sexually I was a virgin and um and I was like well, everything's so lined up and in God's will, it's got to be, this has got to be perfect. I mean, we're going, going to church every week. We tithe every week. Like, you know, we're just a great godly couple. And, um, and I thought things were going okay. And, um, and things started to get really cold and it was, it just felt like cold war after cold war. And I have to tell you, I, I felt like I had to help him too, because, like he was in this country and he was new and he had never had a bank account. And, um, and, it, you know, I felt like I had to kind of take a leadership role in some of these things um, where I shouldn't have, I was so helpful. I think that's where my first uh, mistake was, but uh, things kept getting colder and colder and um, almost like a shunning. And at one time I was just like, you know, can't you even tell me you love me? Like he couldn't even tell me he loved me. Like it was in such, such a place of pain. And, um, and I found that in a journal looking back, it's, it's kind of hard to go there because I've been practicing the skills for five and a half years now. And so it's like, did that really happen? But I read it in a journal and it was so much pain, 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 pain back then. Um, so then I found the skills and I, I read a, I read a book on Amazon and just a, like a little like testimonial of, of it was the surrender life. And I was like, Hey, what, what the heck? I'll, 
if I can find it at the library, I'll read it and add it to my list of other books that really didn't help me much, Christian or non-Christian. Um, and uh, and so I just, I started experimenting and, and everything in the book worked. And I was like, what is this? Like, he would start to hold my hand and I would say a desire and he would fulfill it. And I was, and it was, it just seemed so crazy to me. And, uh, and, and that's, yeah, that's kind of where, that's when things started to shift for me. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I can just like feel it. And I can so relate to that part of like, um, just feeling like you needed to step in because he was from another country. Just like it seemed so reasonable to just help be helpful. And um, that's so relatable. Yes, I just, I didn't realize I was emasculating him. And, uh, and, and this is funny, but we were doing a personality test last night. And in, on his personality test, it says, like, this personality type does not do well with control. Like, they cannot be boxed in. Yeah. And just that little bit of control I was giving, like, I realize now what a God thing it was that I found this book to to yeah. let me relinquish all control and to show me how help, being helpful is being controlling yes and that god put you in a marriage that had no wiggle room with this issue <laughs> that's how i feel I grateful that. for that too because i um yeah i can relate to that part too i have no wiggle room with that aspect can't get away with anything yeah yeah <laughs> But it is, it's such a blessing because it really does um, provide us with such a picture of what surrender looks like. And I feel like for me, like I'm such an experiential learner and such a like almost like somatic learner. Like I, I know how it feels to surrender mm -hmm. and like in my body and I know how it feels to receive, like to receive God's word, like honey in my mouth, or like is something I learned from receiving from my husband, and even like realizing that things like in Ezekiel when it says that Ezekiel was handed the scroll and it he had to eat it, he was like basically like semi forced to eat the scroll, and when he ate it, I mean he was obedient, so it wasn't forced, but when he ate it. It tasted like honey in his mouth, even though it was like covered these like very dire prophecies for his people. And like what I, I feel like I've learned from the skills, how to receive something that I may not be able to see the goodness of in the natural, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I like honey in my mouth, like to, to receive the there is something good because it comes from the Lord. Like that's probably where that honey in the mouth comes from, right? It's like, mm -hmm. because it comes from the Lord and everything mm -hmm. really does. <clears throat> so it's, um, yeah, it's one of those things. It's um, hard to explain until you really tasted it and seen mm -hmm. as good. Yes, yes. Yeah. But you have such a beautiful story about surrendering and like how um, God used the skills to teach you how to surrender more deeply and a, like a really such a specific story of that. Yeah. 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 Um, so I finished the surrender wife and, um, and 
you know, I just, I felt like the expert on surrendering. I just like, I was doing everything in the book and everything was working. And I told all my friends about the book and their marriage was changing. I even had a group at my house to read the book. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and the pastor of our church ended up, it was a Sunday morning and he ended up speaking on surrendering. And I'm like, Oh, you know, Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, my favorite subject now. And so at the end of service, he, he said, well, bow your head and, you know, and ask the Lord if there's anything you need to surrender. And so I, you know, I was definitely not expecting to hear anything because I was the expert of surrendering right now because it's been a whole month since I read the book and, um, and, uh, I bowed my head and I heard the Lord say in my heart, he said, your reproductive track. And I was like, oh, it was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, you know what, God, I have, I have, I'm not surrendered to you in this area because I had had a. Um, I had a nine-year-old daughter at the time and, you know, it was getting to the time where, if, and I was, I guess I was 39 at the time and, and, you know, having a baby at 40, it's, you know, it's not, uh, <laughs> not look well, you know, looked well upon, uh, but sometimes the rest of society and, uh, or even doctors, right. They're like, oh, you're, you're too old for that. So, um, so I heard your reproductive track and I said, no, God, you're right. You're putting your foot finger on this and you're right. And so, um, so I just, yeah, I just kind of had my heart open and, um, within like two or three months, I think I was pregnant and I would have my baby at 40 and the, my first pregnancy just, it wasn't a fun pregnancy. Like I felt like I had a urinary tract infection, most of the pregnancy and, um, just, I'm, I'm so happy. I mean, the delivery went fine, but I, I had to have that blood patch from the epidural and it was just, yeah, it just wasn't like ideal. And, uh, so my, so, so I did get pregnant. And so now we have a son and he'll, he'll be five in January. And, um, he is just, he's exactly what we needed in our family. And, um, yeah, I'm so glad that I, I surrendered in that area where I needed to surrender and because he knew best and um and there's a you know there's a cheat phrase in Laura Doyle and it's it's whatever you think so um that's kind of what I had to do when I relinquished that control and uh surrendered to God I just had to say okay God well if you're putting your finger on this then you know best and whatever you think and so I find that helps me a lot even I mean even today in anything if he puts my finger on something then using the skills have really helped me to step back and know what whatever you think means it means you know I you know best and I can say that to my husband too because I know you know I know God is there he's my husband's covering and even if I say whatever you think and my husband you know maybe he didn't make the best decision ever I have that covering even over him and he's yeah he's there to he's there to bless it and he sees me surrendering and and that's why I can surrender so fully to my husband because he's he's his covering and he he got this he yeah yeah <laughs> he allows me to say whatever you think to my husband yes yes that's very that's a really um lovely way of saying it um because mm -hmm. it's it's not exactly for me like trusting my husband as much as it's trusting God <laughs> Mm -hmm. um to take care of me no matter what 
which mm-hmm. just then um, gives me that freedom to prioritize intimacy. Yeah, which is such a which is a choice like made in freedom. It's not about like having your rights taken away or anything. It's, it's about a choice to prioritize intimacy. That story is so beautiful and so vulnerable. Like I can really mm-hmm. relate to that um, vulnerability of that particular choice as well because I've had three babies since I was thirty nine. Um, yeah. and we've never controlled our fertility as a couple um, and it is vulnerable at 44 to continue mm-hmm. to hand over that control yeah. to the Lord um, and I love how it like enables me to say yes so fully to life um, where God is your Lord mm-hmm. And just, yeah. I feel like the vulnerability, like making, like befriending vulnerability is another thing that the skills have taught me, which is really helps um, me walk through that as well. Like just mm-hmm. the vulnerability of living in that trust in mm-hmm. such a sensitive areas of life. It is, yeah. And another area that I've, the skills have worked in is, um, is expressing pure desires. Um, so now I think about, so when when I express a pure desire, I'm supposed to say the end result of what I'd like. And even when I'm praying, I find myself maybe telling God how something's going to happen or how I like it would happen or what I need to happen. And instead of just telling him my end result and relinquishing control and letting him do do it the way he wants to do it, which is going to be the best way anyway. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of been a part of my prayer life now. It's not trying to control how God's going to do something. Just just want just letting him know what I'd like the end result to be. Yeah. Yes, I love that so much. I actually never thought of that particular piece before. And now that you say it, I realize but it's impacted me that way as well. And I hadn't even really realized. <laughs> um, I just love like, again, the experiential nature of these skills around desire has so helped me be Holy Spirit led because the Holy Spirit will place desires in my heart and I'm just so much more attuned to them. Mm. Um, and so it's like, really just made me such a more empowered and creative person because of that like because the I'm so attuned to the desires of of the heart in a way that I don't it's just uh they're just explained differently I guess is um or just all the practice I guess with honoring and speaking desires um Mm -hmm. has really helped me learn how to honor and speak the desires that the Lord puts in my heart. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Praying in line with the Holy Spirit and yeah, what he'd have desired. Yeah. I think that's when it works is when our desires are the Lord's desires, then yes. Then it meets up and yeah, and he honors that. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I also loved what you said 
about um, just where you started with respecting mm-hmm. your husband because it's so doable and I feel like it's a gives people that may be new to this approach kind of something that they could try because I always like when people are just curious and they don't put things into action they're really missing out on what this is all about because this is all about taking action and seeing um, those vicious cycles turn into virtuous cycles right it's like and so um, I loved how you had just such a small and specific first step that you had taken. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I just started in the car. So, so we'd be driving and he, he's usually the driver. And of course I'd let out my, <laughs> and all that, if, you know, if we'd almost hit someone or I would, you know, tell him where a parking spot was or go, it's a, it's a green light, you can go or, um yeah or watch out and uh and he's you know if I look back at the evidence he's he's never gotten in a wreck in in our 18 years almost 19 years of marriage um so I yeah so I started to sit back and really duct tape that was where I started just super duct tape and uh it was just a very practical way I could practice that yeah these skills and and so, uh, yeah, so I'd sit back and, and try to relax and, and every once in a while, little people still come out of me if we, <laughs> if we're getting close to someone, but Hey, it's not, you know, um, but I'm much better than I was. And, uh, and I remember one time, one of the reasons I knew the skills was they were working for me was, um, I was like, okay, we're in the car. I can't really say anything. I have a big vase of flowers on my lap we're bringing it to someone that I just had a baby in the hospital and I said what if my husband needs to slam on those brakes and this I literally thought that in my I had this and you know with water in it and, and uh and so it happened he had to kind of slam on the brake we got kind of close to someone and I just I just duct taped and zipped it up and he uh he looked at me and he was kind of like wow (laughs) you didn't say anything and he looked at my he patted my head and he looked at my daughter in the back seat and he said see your your mother trusts me and uh and I was like oh like that you know that would have never happened without the skills and and without me um me duct taping um yeah so that was really that was really special to me yeah yeah it's such a special story and it's Mm -hmm. such a like I love I love it because it's so, um, it's just a, it's a small doable step, although maybe not, not easy. I, <laughs> I think every time we park at church, I, I have to actually stop myself from, from like, what is it about parking? Like, why, why do I need to point? I don't do it, but I, I always think it like to this day, I always think like I'm saying something about park, parking at church. <laughs> I wonder what percentage of of wives say something when their husband is parking at church it's I'm probably more than 50 percent I know do you know the marriage ex- experts I think it's is it Jimmy and Karen Evans they had the um they had a, a marriage show for a long time a Christian marriage show okay. um anyway they he says I mean they're like marriage experts and he says the only thing still to this day that he, he has a problem with is the way 
she talks to him while he drives. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. You know, she ha she hasn't learned the skills yet. <laughs> but that's <laughs> but it's a hard thing. That's where, yeah, if you start with that, then hey, you <laughs> you have a good chance at and at, at Yeah, you're starting. <laughs> right. I love that. You're starting at the you're going to be ahead of the marriage experts if you start with this, because this is like the thing that's still driving the marriage experts crazy. I love yes. that. Yes, I love that so much. And I feel like respect, right, is in the little things more than most um, Christian wives realize in my uh in my observations, right? And so they may know that it's important to follow their husband's lead if he like has a job or um, gets, you know, moved to, you know, the big things. Um, although they may not quite know how to do that and navigate, like I'm having this desire, I'm having this resentment, like how do I sort, how do I still be respectful kind of thing. And so um, that's kind of where we come in as coaches. But then also like, I just see, a, a lot in the little things that there's like a a not not uh yeah I guess I'm just wondering kind of if you're willing to talk about what you see when you look around in your Christian community when you're looking at it from a relationship coach perspective hmm. yeah I I think I don't know what it is. It's that martyrdom is closest to God kind of thing. And, you know, of course, if I put him first, of course, if I give up what I like to do, then he's, he's going to be drawn to me. Of course, you know, if I just, you know, just put myself down and it, like, if I'm not happy, if I'm just like giving up myself, then and I still see it. I still see it. Then even marriage experts, their advice is, you know, why don't you give up something you love and, and do what your husband loves instead. Yeah. And it, it just, it doesn't, don't it do doesn't that. work. I don't yeah. see the fruit from that at all. Um, no. That was a huge eye opener. Yeah. But now, yeah, me, like I do less work around the house than ever. Um, I do it when I'm ready and I do it when I'm filled with self-care. And, um, and then it gets and done faster, right? It gets right? done. It yeah. gets done. And, you know, yeah. if the dishes need to sit in the sink a day or it's fine. I, I mean, nobody's pressure. You know what I mean? Like it, he's not pressuring to do it that quick. So, and then he could get up and help me sometimes because I'm not apt to do it so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just asking for help. It's just, yeah. That martyrdom be a martyr for your family is just it doesn't work that's just what I see in a lot of Christian relationships um yeah and also like it's kind of like I don't even know what I think about this yet but almost like too it's like you can't do anything fun for the sake of being fun like mm. you know it's just yeah. you have to you know like I mean reading your bible is so important but it's not like you have to do that you don't have to pray and read your Bible solely in your free fun time. You could do things that God just gave you joy in your heart to do and fill yourself up 
different ways. It's, you know, I'm not saying to watch, um, to do things that are going to, you know, tear you down. Definitely not, you know, ungodly movies and things like that. But um, yeah, why not do some fun things that you love to do just for the sake of you doing them and, and, and see how you feel. You can experiment with things. That's what I did. I just experimented with things and see how I felt and and see what my relationship with God's like and see what my relationship with my husband's like and continue them if if it's working and stop yeah. if it's not. So yeah. um yeah, I don't have to be so hard on myself. Yes, like over it sounds like you see like an overly seriousness kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Taking life too seriously. That's something I love about my pastor's wife. I love my pastor's wife and um, which has made such a big difference for me in church because I can't turn this part of my brain off. So (laughs) I need a really good pastor's wife and I, I just love her. She's just like so fun and light, doesn't take herself too seriously at all. She's always having lots of fun. And, um, it's so inspiring to see and, you know, just, um, and, and it just brings, it, it benefits our entire church body that she mm-hmm. brings so much fun and light, um, to our church and to her family. How wonderful. My pastor's wife is like that too. She's a lot of fun and hugs and love. And, um, when I first told her about the surrendered wife, she, she got on the bandwagon. She bought it for her uh, daughters-in-laws and, uh, Oh, awesome. yeah she yeah she's she loved it so I love that thankful yeah thankful for that that's awesome <laughs> well um Darla where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you yeah and I can also well, link it in the show notes so people can find yeah you. you can find me at um you could email me at the happy wife coach at gmail.com and I also have a website, if you wouldn't mind, I just, I can send that to you, just putting yeah. it in the comments. And um, yeah, I'd love to, yeah, I love to coach, give workshops, um, love to build up marriages and keep families together. Awesome. Did you, you just taught a workshop or is it still to come? It's coming up um, next weekend. Mm-hmm. So anyone and that one's in person. In <laughs> and it, yeah. yeah, close to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they can find information about that on your on your website right yes yeah a one day well you'd email me for that texas yes (laughs) yes i wish i could be there it sounds fun all right what I said, I'd love to see you in person. I know, I know. I'm looking forward <laughs> to meeting you in person one day. <laughs> so, um, Darla, I'm just wondering if you would be willing to close us out in prayer for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you today. Lord, thank you for these beautiful women listening or watching this podcast lord i pray that you give them peace in their hearts lord lord i pray for their marriages i pray that you'd surround them lord i pray that you'd show them what honor and respect looks like i pray that they would have fun relationships because that's the way you want them to be lord you want them to be fun and light lord oh thank you father for all these beautiful women lord Thank you for encouragement. 
and for peace in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, I can't hear you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd be so grateful if you would just take a sec to support this ministry by writing a review of this podcast. If you do so and send me a screenshot, I'll send you a shorter version of the really lovely devotional workbook that I've been giving to all my new members. And I'd love to spread the hope and empowerment that this work brings far and wide. So please consider sharing an episode with a friend. Also, I'd love to welcome you into the Contentment Studios free Facebook community. It's the community that goes with this podcast where it's just a fun, positive space where we talk about these skills, dive into God's word together and pray together. We are building something super special that I know you would love.